the washing and the rubbish. I did that deacon on dishes, and it still hasn't moved in five years. He was an 18th century dandy, so he can be very fussy. He nags and nags. I went in the lounge the other day, and there was blood all over my nice antique couch. Which one, the red one? Well, it's red now, yeah. Thank you so much. 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 Okay, so I wanted to talk about what we do in the shadows yeah. specifically because Lauren said something that I thought was pretty interesting about mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. In that she said, and I very much agree with this, like, I have no interest in vampires. Yeah. But... Or the, vampire lore. Right. But the good thing about what we do in the shadows is that it's a vampire mov movie that's really about roommates. Mm-hmm. And, like, getting along with someone that you're forced to live with. Or, yep. Which... Is totally true and totally brilliant, and I think is kind of what makes a lot of oh, almost all vampire movies good now, you know, or like any sort of stuff like that. Do you does that yeah. make sense at all? Like, because I think vampires aren't interesting by themselves, but it's an interesting thing to throw into a movie, like, like because everyone knows about vampires now, yeah. Yeah, there's really, like, nothing to add to vampires just by themselves. Right, like, which is why Twilight kind of sucks, because yeah, they tried to add stuff to it. Well, you can't, like, they're ultimately, they're not that scary, really, because yeah. they die so easily, ultimately, compared to, like, other way better monsters. Well, I think they, I think they and die. it's just been done to death. They like, die tougher than other ones, but we never see anybody trying to attack a vampire just by, like hacking off its hand with a katana or something yeah. you know what i mean like yeah they're so well known at this point that it would seem very actually that would be pretty interesting to just see a well and that's the thing maybe that's done all the time i just don't ever watch movies that have vampires in them right of like people making an actual attempt to kill the vampires because like everything that i've probably in my life seen that has vampires in it it's like we already know what these are about yeah. Like, it's the people within the story, they are like, what if it's a vampire? Have all the mechanisms to kill vampires or yeah. whatever. Yep. I guess because they assume that the audience knows everything about vampires. Yeah. Because we live in a post 1870 world or whatever well, they I came think up with it. I think that's actually the trick there is that the only way a vampire, I mean, you know, Dracula worked before because there was no such thing. Mm -hmm. But the way that vampires work now is essentially adding them to whatever other thing you just have existing they things. just have to be part of another genre yeah like like how blade runner the new blade runner is essentially just a detective story set in the future yeah or yeah the new, shoot there was another one that did that recently too but yeah it was it was like oh alien covenant is essentially like a frankenstein type movie oh yeah i suppose but it's just set in space yeah i feel so, like yeah i feel like the other thing that happened with vampires is that they almost had like a superman thing going on where like the powers that they have or don't have or like the ways that you can defeat them like people would just add their own thing in at various points oh yeah yeah and so it's like they're kind of a mess oh they're where totally it's just a mess. like they live in a coffin maybe <laughs> like they turn into bats yeah but like not all the time like because well, like i don't your... think the guy in twilight turns into a bat does he no <laughs> so no he does not like, so it's like people have just like made it their own for so long. That's what I think was so great about what we do in the shadows is that they take all of those 
yeah. old things, and it just essentially is... And they took all the different eras of what people have in their heads right. of vampires. Like, they took the, the stuff from Lost Boys with the spaghetti thing, and the, you're eating worms. Oh, is that what that's, that's from? That's what that's I've from, yeah. That. yeah um, um, I mostly just thought that, that they had the different eras and, like, places. Yeah, like, they had the old, like, Nosferatu guy. Yeah. And then they had, like, the Vlad, Vlad the Impaler type yeah. person, and then they had, like, the romantic. So it's almost like they were trying to combine this, like super disparate idea of vampires yeah, well, i like that i like because they, they almost the whole movie is like where they take a thing that like you've heard of happening with vampires yeah and then put it within the context of these people not taking it seriously at all yeah and basically being played for laughs right it's uh, and that's which is awesome. great but like, then yeah, the if, they, if they were yeah if they would run out that's so that's it's like they funny. they kind of have to use every bit of vampire because that's the whole movie <laughs> right oh like, yeah totally so they couldn't like they're not gonna like introduce new things no it's good that but vampires that's, can do that's what i'm saying yeah. is that they don't have to yeah, like exactly. that's that's the funny part is they can add to yeah. but that's i think also the thing that's impressive about it is that they actually use basically everything that everyone's heard of about vampires right and it's essentially still cohesive yeah like so, the whole probably because like, vamp- they don't care if they're not. No one's trying to actively kill them. Right. They don't have to really follow any they rules. They have the uh, the vampire, the thrall thing. They have where you know you have like a mm-hmm. like you can hypnotize people. Oh that's, yeah. That's like a minimum. Like they did a couple other really good ones like that too. That that one. Um. You know, like the whole like turning into they, but they turn into like all animals kind of. Yeah. <laughs> poorly. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah. Like there's a few other ones that are like really even silver. Like you don't mm-hmm. ever hear. Van- I mean, other than the Blade movies, mm-hmm. the whole like vampires not being able to use silver or yeah that kind of thing. Yeah, that was good. So like, I like that they took all these really weird, disparate things yeah. and combined them in a fun way and made it about made a roommate movie with vampires. Yeah. Do you think that very much of this was improv? Because it seems like they can't really improvise what's like going on because there's so many props involved and I, just like costume things and like physical things that are happening. I think that reactions are Im- improvised. Yeah. I think like conversations are improvised, but it's like, all right, you have a silver locket and it hurts you. Go. Yeah. yeah. You, you're showing up at the masquerade ball and this is your ex-girlfriend. Go. Yeah. And I feel like, like I, I would agree. And I think part of why it works so well is because... It's like a faux documentary thing. Yeah. You know, where like... Oh, absolutely. It needs to seem like... It would, if it was like too snappy and like... Yeah. Too plain of the dialogue, then yeah, it probably wouldn't. Right. They do that... It would seem too They do real. that awesome thing they always do in documentaries where they hold someone's reaction for a little too long. Yeah. And it like subverts entirely what they're talking about. Yeah. It's which great. I really love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I also like how they... It just it's just so good like they just think of everything like even with the documentary part of it mm-hmm. when they're like when you know they're in the masquerade ball and there's all these vampires and they're like there's humans here it's like they they also think like oh yeah you can like you can't eat stew and you can't eat the cameraman well maybe one cameraman like <laughs> like it's like oh yeah there's like other humans here yeah and they're all camera people and like they they acknowledge them and that's yeah. I think like it's pretty weird. In, in a situation like that, that would be the yeah. case. So that's also, funny. I think that kind of thing is funny at this point because there's a lot of like f- comedy fake documentaries, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh, a but I can't genre. think of the last documentary that I've seen where somebody acknowledges the camera crew. So like, I don't know what that's. It's it's almost like. I think it's good commenting did, on yeah. something that never happens. Yeah, because that, <laughs> that but that's be, good too. I, I guess that would be like a failed documentary, but sure. Uh, I don't know. That makes it 
odd that they well, would include it. Ultimate, well, but it, I guess I mean, it's funny. So I'm like glad. in like best in show or something like that. Yeah, they have no reason to yeah. acknowledge the cameras. Yeah. But yeah. in this, they like it's a situation that they have to acknowledge the camera. Oh, I suppose because it's kind of like a real thing that's happening, right? Within because the movie. because they're in a situation. That not everyone is on board yeah. with as far as... Well, I guess they do, uh, now that I think about it, they reference the, that it's being filmed in like Catfish, something like that. Oh, interesting. You know? I've so never, I guess it I've never seen Catfish. Oh, but... yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess, because yeah, I guess that would be the difference of if it is something that people would normally film. Yeah, or Most is it things... something that would make sense to that people For would the... notice? Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of documentaries, so yeah. maybe usually they you know try to not acknowledge themselves. Yeah, I mean, ultimately you want to be a but fly I guess on the wall. Also, in the, uh, what we do in the shadows, and obviously this is all it's a not real documentary. But anyway, they're also like the subjects and the hosts. There's no yeah, buddy asking true. them questions, right? Or there's or there's but they're definitely off camera, and we yeah. never they aren't characters. Yeah, you the documentary is, uh, documentarians aren't characters. You never meet them. Yeah, which so. is good ultimately. Yeah, man, great movie. It is. It's really great. Um, it also makes sense after seeing that and thinking of why they would take somebody like that and let them make a Thor movie. Oh yeah, because even when you think about like the improv thing and about how yeah they clearly just improvise the reactions to yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of how it would have gone down in Thor 3, just because you, yeah, you can't improvise somebody showing up in a scene. Right, exactly. Or, you know, or Especially like, with as many special effects as they've had to do for all that. Yeah, you can't really make anything happen. You can't improvise anything actually happening. You can really only improvise your reaction to something happening. Right. Because it all takes so much pre-planning. And it's Disney, so they're not going to... Right. Yeah, make, which is why... Like, they're not going to spend a bunch of money to CGI a creature that somebody like references as a joke. Right. Which is why like the, the, the Christopher Guest movies are like all improv, and that's fine. Yeah, there's really not a lot there's of costs that go into that. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just to get a bunch of people together. I mean, A Mighty yep. Wind basically takes place almost entirely on in a theater. Yeah. yeah that's it. <laughs> you, know? you have the one location, you just get your yeah, cast together, and it's you're pretty good to easy. Go. But yeah, for Thor 3, yeah, it's a very similar thing where it's it has the confines of the universe and the genre and whatever. Yeah. And then basically, I don't know. And it's it's I could see a little bit how it wouldn't work the same though because in Thor 3, they weren't like trying to make fun of superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> so. so here's a question along with that. Yeah. Did you actually think Thor 3 was funny? Yeah, that's a good question. There are a lot of jokes that I was like whatever. All of the, uh, oh, what's his name? Jurassic Park guy. Jeff Goldblum. All the Jeff Goldblum stuff was pretty funny. Anything he did was fantastic. Yeah, he uh, was easily the funniest. There part. were quite a few things with just Thor that I thought were funny, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I didn't think That's it was especially funny. I think it was enjoyable. Yeah. But Even I all the parts that were to be like jokes that I wouldn't have like been laughing out loud at. Yeah. It was enjoyable. Oh, yeah. It was very pleasant. Like, even, like, the... I'd say the ultimate for me of, like, a, like a comedic thing in the movie that I don't really think that was that funny... Yeah. ...was, like, Hulk and Thor talking, you know, how they were, like... And then Thor was, like, doing the thing about how, yeah, but I'm, like, a raging fire. Oh, that, yeah, sure. Which yep. was in the trailer, so maybe that made it so that I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was one of those things where it's, like, it's... 
not like laugh out loud funny to me. But I feel like that's something that they could include in more of the movies. It's clever, Because yeah. they keep having all these things in these movies where these people are like, oh, like acting like they're all huge friends. Yeah. And it's almost like, yeah. when did that happen? Yeah, like, like presumably you... off screen. Right. <laughs> totally. Like, did you really hang out? Was that yeah. a thing? You did? Yeah. I... I guess Avengers 2 has a party and they're actually all hanging out. Yeah. But and I'm kind of glad they had that in there, I guess. Yeah. But I guess it's not a good movie. But... For the most. Well, and <laughs> yeah. Well, and like. Even the one of the other lines from Thor three of yeah I know this guy from work sure like that almost seems more accurate than them yeah. being friends oh totally <laughs> especially because Thor like leaves a lot yeah he's like never there and, yeah. and you know Bruce Banner's not an interesting person yeah really. well, he kind of leaves a lot too right yeah I don't totally. know I don't yeah know that's like his whole on. deal yeah so I don't know it's kind of a they they clearly don't it's it's very like yeah like it's pleasant Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy is pleasant but it it's hardly well, you're hardly ever laughing out loud like, Guardians of the Galaxy one is actually one though where it's actually plausible that they're friends too oh yeah they have the same kind of thing but I'm saying more just like the actual yeah. jokes oh the actual jokes yeah because yeah. um because when I think of like actual like what's the last funny movie that came out I think of like superhero movies no just in general oh. like what's the one that like what? had written jokes that wasn't just oh. improv I can only think of one that came out recently it's the nice guys oh yeah well, I was gonna say Lady Bird too oh yeah Lady Bird was funny out. we were just talking about that yeah that wasn't billed specifically as a comedy. Yeah. I guess although Nice Guys was kind of, but not. Yeah, everything's kind of blended these days. Or like, what was that, uh, the Russian spy one with Arnie Hammer? Oh, The Man from Uncle. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that was funny. And it, That like, had written jokes. Yeah, that and The Nice Guys. I thought, like, when I was watching both of those, yeah. I was, I felt very good watching them because... Not only did they have, like, written jokes, but they had, like, written action jokes. Yeah, yes, totally. Like, set that, pieces. Yeah, and, like, like the close... Like, and, yeah, I'm not great on the spot of trying to come up with this kind of thing. Oh, but that's like, okay. Of the closest that I can think of that would have that kind of thing would be, like, the newer Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, But set those pieces. aren't, like, super funny no, either. The most Brad, of the time... The one that Brad Bird directed was pretty funny. Most of the time, it's just, like interesting or like really intricate maybe things yeah and then the thing that's funny about it is like simon Pegg is like in an uncomfortable position the Which, whole time speaking of simon Pegg, pretty funny. i guess edgar wright movies are pretty funny yeah yep well although like, and then the and then the, and the action setup that they have yeah. he's like the only guy still carrying the action like action comedy physical comedy torch sort of as yeah. far as although like, i'd say like baby driver was probably the least funny one yeah but it was the it most was awesome action, most actiony too it was like really good intentionally but it was just not as comedic yeah there were funny parts but it wasn't a comedy yeah definitely in the same way that like uh Shaun of the dead or hot fuzz yeah are yeah that's yeah, Edgar Wright, he's he's still doing it. There's yeah. still a few people that are writing. Yeah, and it's funny that they had to like bring like that. You know, the one guy from the '80s who wrote all this like action comedy. Oh was yeah, the guy for that wrote the Nice Guys too. Yeah, so yeah. It's it's definitely a lost art. I think Judd Apatow pretty much like made all those guys lose their jobs. Sadly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably just way too one cheap to make. Oh yeah, but then also I feel like all of the comedy people for them to show it's almost like a lot of those movies are like just way better adam sandler movies yeah where it's kind of like a bunch of like it's probably pretty easy to get these people to sign in to hang out and like i even think of and i never even saw it 
uh, what was that apocalypse movie that had... This is the end. This is the end. I never saw it. It didn't look that good. No. But if you're trying to make a movie that is marketable now... Oh, man. That's that's, that's like right the there. only way that you can do it is to get famous people in it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want famous people to just like come and join your movie... It seems like, for comedians at least, they just love hanging out with each other. Right. So. And they got, they got uh, Emma, whatever, Hermione. That, oh, yeah. That Emma. Yep. They yeah. got her to hang out for a hot second in it, I guess. And so That's weird. Rihanna's in it. Like, yeah. It's just one of those ones where it's like, hey, you want to come hang out with us? We'll probably all be smoking weed. Yeah. That's what they're doing, I'm sure. Yeah, like, I it's, assume. Set, you're hanging yeah. out with Seth Rogen. That's what you're doing. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Well, and it's, it is kind of weird that that's essentially the Adam Sandler thing right also but With his, just his friends are older and yeah, they're not they're, as funny anymore because they're, they're older funny. yeah exactly um actually now that i think of it another really and this is maybe going back a few years sure but a movie that i can watch over and over uh is the wolf of wall street oh and sure. I, I think the only reason i thought of it is because of the degree to which martin's i'm very impressed that martin scorsese is getting older and is not turning into an old guy. Uh, he just still makes things that are good. Yeah. Uh, and just hasn't, let me put it this way, he didn't make anything like War Horse or whatever. Right. Um, but like, that movie is so funny to me. And it's yeah. also just, I don't know, just a very good indictment of just what's wrong with a lot of things. Sure. And it's like, that, I don't know. We need. I think a lot of the stuff that I don't know, there's just so many different directions or so many different things that are sucking yeah. out the space that would normally go to just straight up comedy. Yeah. Or even just like yeah, like scripted That's comedy. That's true. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is like superhero movies. They're like kind of funny. Yeah. Like if you want to go see something funny, you could go to that. And like Ant Man was funny. Yeah, totally. Like the new Spider Man was pretty funny. Yeah. But they're not like as they're not the nice guys or whatever yeah it's not like all comedy or ladybird like yeah. they're not that and so it's like i don't know well you know what the, you know what not, i thought of another thing another rise of improv mm-hmm. stuff is just that you can shoot digitally now yeah you can shoot for 10 million hours and it yeah. doesn't cost you anything extra other than crew time yeah that's true yeah the film is way cheaper and probably the editing is easier too yeah and yeah i suppose it probably you probably couldn't pull off yeah stuff that they're doing in improv or of putting improv in movies. You wouldn't get like two hours of outtakes for one scene. Yeah. Like you would. Yeah. Like you do. Exactly. Which so is I guess. Wild to that they would do that. It seems like such a waste of time. Oh, totally. But... So improv ultimately good in some situations. I gotta go. But bad in some. I gotta go good. Ultimately positive. Yeah. It's just there's just too much of it. Yeah, for sure. My other theory about and it. People aren't good at yeah. it necessarily. My other theory about it is that part of why it happened is because. There was a bunch of people who were primarily comedians. Yeah. Who they tried to make into actors. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, was he like a stand-up comedian or he something? He was in he was in SNL in ninety or eighty six. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. No, I was just thinking of like Adam Sandler. Oh like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, uh, or even like Eddie Murphy. Honestly, he ended up being good. Yeah. But like, if you watch older Eddie Murphy movies, it's just like Beverly Hills Cop is great. It's just him doing stand-up, basically. But it's just him doing. Uh, just being himself. Yeah. It's, you know, you're like, selling it on his personality. Yeah. Or even uh, Trading Places. Clearly the whole... <laughs> have you seen it? Have you seen Trading Places? Man, I saw it once, but I could not tell you a single plot point. It's amazing. 
Um, but towards the beginning, so you know, the whole thing is that these it's super like the these super rich guys they take a guy that works for them, and then they have a bet for a dollar about if they're going to take this guy that works for them and have him trade places with Eddie Murphy's character, who's like right. a homeless guy. Um, or I don't know if he's homeless. I, mean, I don't know what he is. Uh, but at the beginning of the movie, uh, Eddie Murphy is like begging on the street, right. right? And he's like posing as, I think he's pretending he has no legs or something. Okay. Like he's got his legs like folded under him at the knee. Yeah. And he's sitting on this thing that has wheels. And I think these cops arrest him or something. But the joke is but his reaction. Quite, yeah. It's just him being himself there's no way they could have written all of that because it's just him rambling at these cops yep uh and it's well yeah like i feel like if the whole movie exists to showcase the funny personality of this one person yeah uh what are you gonna have him write a bunch of lines for himself but you have to set up the situation yeah you just set up the situation and that should be good yeah if you you know in dumb and dumber you set up like yeah jim carrey sitting at a bar yeah so and being despondent, so that when yeah. he walks out, he can be do the no way. That's great. Yeah. Well. Landed yeah. On the moon. Well, and even honestly, Jim Carrey is probably even a better example than Eddie Murphy, just yeah. because his movies are so heavily reliant on just him. Yeah. Just or Rob, stuff that Robin he Williams does too, all the time. Yeah, Robin Williams. So it's, it's a like, personality. Yeah. But but they definitely had scripted jokes. And yeah. It was mostly his delivery. Yeah. And then they just let him riff after. Yeah. And if the riff was better, they went with it. But they yeah. still had a like they had apparently an idea of what apparently they were the do. new Ghostbusters movie. I haven't seen it yet, but mm-hmm. apparently that's like ninety percent just straight improv. Yeah. Which like sounds they, miserable. A little yeah. Bit? Well, and it's yeah. It doesn't sound like a great way to make a movie. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Yeah. Even like the improv stuff of it being, yeah. Whether or not it's ultimately good or bad. I mean, yeah, I would definitely say it's ultimately a a good thing to have as a thing you could do. Yeah. But yeah, you gotta like be able to be mean at your actors and tell them like, no, that's bad. Or like, we didn't include any of your improv. Sorry. Yeah. You know, and I, maybe that's, you have to actually hire people who can improv well with each other. Yeah. And do what you want them to do. Well, or have them, like the examples you said earlier, have the whole thing be entirely reliant on them. Yeah. Like, if it's Jim Carrey and Liar Liar and he's in the courtroom, the only other even people who even have lines is the other lawyer and the judge. Right. And they're just playing it completely straight the entire time. Yeah. So Jim Carrey can just do whatever he wants. Yep. No one really needs to go anywhere on this joke with him. Right. And so... Which is actually probably the best way to do it because if yeah. you have two people who are both trying to improv off each other, it just yeah. gets like exhausting. They just don't. They sound like they're not going anywhere. Like the um, what what movie is it? It's got Leslie Mann. It's one of the Apatow ones. Sure, but she's like in a jewelry. No, it's Bridesmaids, where they're in the jewelry shop and it's like uh-huh. uh, Kristen Wiig's selling to that other girl. Oh yeah, and it's like that's pretty funny for yeah. a couple minute for like a minute. Yeah, but then I actually watched the extended thing where it's. I mean, it was just them insulting each other. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. It's like yeah. it's not. It's it's yeah. funny for a minute. You got to like, yeah. Oh boy, you got to like, restrain yourself. I don't need this. Well, or, I don't need both of you to yeah because they're both trying to like one up each other. Yeah, and that's just like that's yeah. the worst form of improv. That's like the two. 
like star students at improv comedy school who are both like, I got the best. It's probably something that's enjoyable live. Oh yeah, I'm and sure. probably not as enjoyable in what you assume is a movie that they were able to write and edit. Well, it's 100 percent enjoyable to Paul Feig because that's all he ever lets anyone. Well, the do. other one I was thinking of when you said that was um, Aziz Ansari in Observant Report. Oh man, it's, it's just, been a long time. Oh yeah, where he's it's just going back and forth. Yeah. And it's like that one's that's good because it's short too. Like it yeah. doesn't go on for a super long time. Yeah. But you could go back on that tape and it'd be take forever. Yeah. They, they oh, probably man. went for hours. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they probably did it for too long. Um, so yeah, I don't know exactly who it is who's failing in terms of holding people back. Yeah. You know, uh, and really, I haven't seen personally that many movies where it's bad. Yeah. Largely because I feel like you can see it coming. Like, the trailers for these movies are never good. No, you know? no. Like... Because there's no... There's nothing to hinge on. Because yeah. you can either do one scene... Yeah, just like, uncut. Like, just do a full two-minute scene and yeah. then have that be your whole preview. Yeah. Which actually works. Yeah. They've done that before with stuff. Yeah. But... Or you can just have a bunch of, like, weird jokes that are entirely, entirely like, situationally reliant. Yeah. And just aren't Well, good. in the... The ones that don't look good to me are the ones, yeah, where people are just reacting to something funny that happened in kind of like a right. deadpan way. Yep. And it's, that's not, I've seen that before, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally. Like, I'm trying to think of like one, a good like joke in a trailer. I don't know. I think since you mentioned it already, I just keep thinking of the new Ghostbusters trailer. Yeah. And it's just like. Everyone's saying booyah for about two or minutes it's just like, Or it's just like the joke is that something goes on for too long. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, that's not, not funny. It, it's not funny to me, and it's also very bad for a trailer. Yeah. You know? Actually, um, there's this movie that's, I don't know if it came out already or not, but I watched the preview for it, and it looked insanely dumb. It's Alexander Daddario and Kate, Up- Kate Upton, I think. And they're like these two roommates and they mm-hmm. go on this trip and they're both fighting over this guy mm-hmm. it looks like super dumb mm-hmm. but there was one joke where uh essentially they're just one up they're just setting each other up to fail it's like a bride wars type of yeah. thing um they're in like a hot air balloon and they, they basically sell that alexander daddario's character is afraid of heights okay and the guy that's like piloting the hot air balloon mm-hmm. has one eye like has, mm-hmm. has an eye patch and kate upton's character pops a champagne bottle and like it hits his other eye, and the basically the joke is just Alexander Daddario just losing her mind. Yeah. At the very end of the trailer. Yeah. And I laughed. It was funny. Like. Yeah. Because it's like a situation where they sold every part of the situation. Yeah. And it's actually joke, it's actually a joke. The joke is her reaction. Yeah. And the reaction is good. And yeah. It's just her like like saying something in like a, almost a shriekingly high voice. Yeah. Because she's so like. You could because they, they're hyping it up through the and that's like they sold the joke through the trailer. Yeah. By essentially, you know, setting up three. Scenes. Yeah, they probably set it up earlier. Yeah, and you kind of that's you have whatever. to do it, and that's like such a stupid example. Yeah. I know, yeah. but yeah, like, yeah. well, and it's it's a, it's a joke with you, a it's a setup. Yeah. Like punchline, and you think it's like a very basic thing that would be very easy to do. Yeah. But then there's a lot of people that just apparently just don't know how to do it But a lot of improv isn't set up punchline. It's just literally like, here's a funny line. Yeah. What if I said it? Yeah. Yeah. Or, well, and here's a question for you. How much do you think newer Adam Sandler movies are improvised? I can't imagine them going in with more than a 10-page script and all of them being like, 
in, like insert Pepsi can facing <laughs> yeah. forward yeah. here. Because it's like now I'm sure there's some. Because that's, love... that's what's weird about those movies is that, and I, I haven't seen a whole one. You don't need to even see them. I don't think I've seen a new one since I don't know when. Yeah, but it's like if you. That's what's so confusing about them. I think is that they're in this weird middle ground where they don't seem to have scripted jokes. Yeah. And the people's reactions to things aren't that funny. No. Like, nobody is really selling it, you know? So <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's, man, what are you even doing? There are some people who really like it just because they like, like, Kevin James fell over. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's true. I he mean, usually if you, sells it. Yeah, like, ultimately, or like, a Chris Rock said something in a Chris Rock way, like... <laughs> yeah that that's funny to me oh boy i can't yeah. even sell that like i'm not a good improv person oh no, yeah no um it's it's just baffling to me because is it just like a hangout thing yeah probably it's like a hangout thing but if you have a lower standard for what counts as a joke yeah. I guess. which is why i think maybe you just really like enjoying you enjoy being in on the joke maybe as Man, much as there really said, there i don't is think we can joke. be constructed that far no because we don't know that's true. But that's why I think what we do in the shadows works so well. Yeah. Is because it's all, all of it's in, it's so, it's like a guided missile, man. It's just like they, have, they know exactly where they're going. Mm-hmm. Like they, they give you all the setups. They, they yeah. set up all the dominoes and they knock them down. Yeah. Like set up punchline. Well, I think the more, that's yeah. funny. That's satisfying. Yeah. Well, and like the jokes are good, but I think almost more important is that they nailed the tone the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. Which is just them undercutting this very serious thing, the idea yes. of living forever. Yeah. And like monsters existing. Right. In New Zealand. Yep. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. And like all, like even when they interact with the werewolves, like they're all like, yeah, we know we're bad. Like, we, I, yeah, we got to chain ourselves up. And I stuff. feel like that's why the opening is so perfect where it's the guy going to all of the roommates to get a roommate oh. meeting together. <laughs> yeah. And then they're talking about the dishes or whatever. Yes. And then there's the one that can't make it because he's like, he's 10,000 years old. Like whatever. Yeah. 8,000. And it's like, yep. he's, he's got his own thing kind of going <laughs> on. Uh, and I thought that was, I don't yeah, a really good way to set the tone. It is. It's perfect. It it just immediately tells you like this is about vampires and we don't take ourselves seriously at all. Mhm. But it's so good. And, the, and, and, they, and it turns out that being a vampire is actually very mundane. Yeah, yeah. It's not any better or worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a couple cool things. Yeah. But, like, the guy says, like, he can't eat chips. Which is probably... my favorite. Yeah. Which is probably also the reason why the... There's the woman who is, like, the servant of the vampire the, yeah, yeah, who has yeah. to do his bidding all the time. Yes. That's probably the main reason why that's funny and not really pathetic. Right. Is because she's like trying so hard to be this vampire and none of the vampires are really having that great of a time. Like, yeah. It turns yeah, out living like, forever is like, eh. They're, and, and especially, and then they bring back the, the guy who sent him to New Zealand in the first place. They he likes to have the Skype call. Oh yeah. 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 And he's like, turn me. I'm, I'm 90 <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. I'm so old. <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's that's it, also hysterical, because it's like, why do, would you want to? Yeah, know? at this point, like, and especially since... It's just very silly, Yeah, I think. and also because they hit it so hard that you're the person that you are now forever. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh boy, you really want to be a 90-year-old person forever? I also really like that joke about how uh, Jermaine's character uh, got turned when he was 16. Yeah, but, but he life looks was really older. <laughs> it, was, it was really hard on people when they like were... like the 1200s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were a lot harder on people. That's so good. Man. So yeah, that that movie is great, and uh, 
I would highly recommend it to anyone. Yeah. Just in any capacity. That and also Hunt for the Wilder People's Great. Same guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, I don't know. That one... That's also funny. And that's a little more set up. Yeah. Man, ultimately, Taika's got the scripts down. Yeah, he must. Which is good. Does he write them? He wrote Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, Yeah. I think he wrote this one, too. Hunt for the Wilder People is great. And obviously, they couldn't improv as much of that because there's a kid involved. I think he's a good improver. That could be. I don't know. Um, Also, he's going to be in the new Deadpool. Huh. Which I'm very excited that that kid has more than one role. Yeah, I'm glad, too. Because he rules. Yeah, he's great. Uh, But yeah, a lot of that movie was just... Man, that movie's great. The kid's so funny. And all the weird... That's one of those movies, too, where... Part of what's funny about it is they just make this kid say a bunch of things that a kid wouldn't say. Right. I don't know. That is yeah, almost always funny to me. Yeah, it's funny. Like, and the, there you go. It's subjective humor. Who knows? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, the maybe the funniest part of Thor, besides Jeff Goldblum, is when he took all as the play that they have with him. Oh, yeah. Which is super funny because it's, yeah. you know, it's summing up Thor too. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. Or yeah. at least the end of it. Yep. And the people they have in it are... Uh, the guy that plays Thor is um, Chris Hemsworth, his youngest brother, oh, or third, the, one of his, his other brother. Third Hemsworth. The, the third Hemsworth, which is super funny. Yeah. And then Matt Damon as Loki is obviously like the big. Yeah. Everyone lose, lost their mind at that, but yeah. Um, and then Sam Neill yep. is is Odin, and yep. he was in Hunt for the Wilder People too. Yeah. So it, like how he like brought back all these people from his other films. Yeah. Yeah. When Sam Neill popped up, I was like. Is, is that, that deal? No, yeah. it can't be. And, and, and just kept even going. the woman that's Jeff Goldblum's assistant. Who's that? In the movie, you know, he just has that lady walking around with the stick that uh-huh. dissolves people. Uh-huh. She was in Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, she's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the officer. She's great. Yeah, she's so good. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I, it's all pretty great. <laughs> I, I don't have... Take away TT. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. He do, he does good. Good job, I'd, dude. I'd watch one of his again. Is he making anything? What's his like his coming next up? thing? Uh, I don't think he said. No, you know what? Actually, um, they've had a sequel to What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, set nice. up for a while. Oh yeah, that yeah, follows yeah. the werewolves. Yeah, called Weirwolves. <laughs> werewolves. And now they've got Stu. You know what I mean? In there too. And oh yeah, I suppose. I'm just pumped for there to be more of the head werewolf. Oh, Rice Darby. Yeah. Reese Darby, I think he's... Yep. Yeah, he's the fantastic. Prisoned? Prisoned? <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. 